0: This is frank Skinner. frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Terms and conditions may apply. <laughs> But morning. we don't know what they are.
1: Morning boys. Good morning Good morning. That's my new persona for today. morning morning Yeah yeah Well
0: I, um, I passed I passed a shop today which uh, I like the, the thing on the front so much I wrote it down. It says um, I presume it did like um, laminate things. It says your floor behind this door. Oh okay? Oh. Eh? Very and nice. And there was no title of the shop, it's just like that was it. It's just they just named the experience. I like that. I didn't like my idea the idea of my floor being behind someone else's <laughs> door. How did that happen? Yeah, there's something quite surreal. Yeah, it's a bit Matrix. My I thought floor? I thought to myself, mmm, Matrix, I thought to myself. Oh, do you think the old Bailey has got any your law behind this door? <laughs> oh, they should
1: so have
0: that. I'm going to open a hardware store that says your saw behind <laughs> oh, something else I saw this week was that there's a new. I don't know, Emily's very quick on the mini series, so she might have already started this. Oh, I really this. am. Mm. Um, I'll give you a clue. Jody Jody Jody, you know I love you. Uh
1: is this Jody Coma or Jody no.
0: Whitaker? No, it's none of the Jodies. Oh. That was my <laughs> Cary Grant impression. Oh, and yeah. it fell flat.
1: No, I do get that. There is a Cary Grant uh
0: miniseries. Yes. This is it's called Archie. And it's <sighs> about it, his life. And the reason it, I, I I smile every time I see the trailer is um uh, is that um, my dad... Now, I think people talk a lot about dad jokes. You know, oh, dad mm-hmm. jokes, dad jokes. <laughs> There's books called dad jokes in the, that horror pit, the humour <laughs> section. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of um,
0: 100 things to do with a dead cat. I was what about having- 100 things to do with a really rubbish Book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I anyway. always quite brightly coloured the books. Why do you think?
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for reasons
0: we cannot fully explain, <laughs> on um, breakfast television. You know why? Because <laughs> it's too dark for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Too dark for breakfast. <laughs>
1: So. um, Go on, your dad. My dad. There is a
0: whole level below, I think in most people's eyes, below dad jokes, which are dad remarks. Uh, But often they're richer and certainly more random. Yes. My dad, if ever Cary Grant was on the <laughs> telly, which he was used to be on, these films was used to be on a lot in when I was growing up, he would stand like he was presenting. You know, you know how um, magician's assistants <laughs> stand with their hands to one side? I said, da da, here he is. <laughs> yeah. He would stand and present, he would physically present um, Cary Grant on our telly to us and say, Cary, he'd say, from the slums of Bristol. Carrie Grant <laughs> he always said that and that was better than any dad joke so why did he say it and he always said it he felt moved to... and there was no acknowledgement of yeah. this is our in thing it was just said Look, if ever um, Liverpool was on the telly, when in the Bruce Grobelaar era, wow. I know you don't know about football, but you damn well know about South Africa. Do you know about
1: Bruce Grobelaar?
0: Grobelaar Zimbabwean. Yes, I oh, was oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They
1: get very touchy. Oops. Very touchy. And anyway. I, won't, I
0: won't make you say Grobelaar. No, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, it's too early for that. other people have to work with this microphone. <laughs> anyway, my dad would always say. Bruce lot You'll never beat that man in the air. Oh. <laughs> so, I, think, which, I think they also said about Baron Von Richthofen. <laughs> Anyway, if you've got any dad remarks... I don't want jokes. I want random, obscure remarks that sometimes operate like avant-garde poetry. That's what I want from your dad. Dad remarks at 12.15. I can give you
1: avant-garde poetry from my dad. That's all I have, I'm afraid, to offer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your dad must have had some classics. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I've been out and about this week. I really have.
1: Where'd
0: you go? I saw the new Disney animation, uh, Wish. Is it The the Wish? Wish. It's got Wish in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Um, I liked it. But i tell you what they've done with it. Because it's a hundred years of Disney, They've uh, they've made it very um, inward-looking. So it's basically it's it's an in-depth analysis of what happens if you do wish upon a star. <laughs> it really really examines the full extent of that as a concept. Oh right. Oh, it have gone
1: a bit literal.
0: No, but it is um, it's it's lovely with it, and there's a very funny goat in it. <laughs> You know no? the slightly comical... Oh, there's uh, no
1: way to talk about David <clears throat> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know that. yeah. Now he'd love me talking about him like that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I meant goat in the uh, Lionel Messi way,
0: obviously. No, no, this is this was yeah. an actual goat, as yes. in, in the Lionel
1: <laughs>
0: way. Uh. And uh, you know when they have like a slightly comic character in uh, in a Disney film? Yeah, and it, it, does.
3: Can, it can go awry.
0: Was it, it can, The snow? The Snowman was quite funny in France. And what what was, fact, it Olaf, can, was
1: it? It can go Binksian.
0: See, Olaf already it's suggestion in the title what uh, they're after. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't want it to go Binksian. It's a great
0: name for an Irish comic, actually. Oh, Patio laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, please, please, Olaf. <laughs> please, oh laugh. Please, Please oh, Anyway, this goat is, uh, i think it's called Fontaine. Properly funny lines. Proper, oh, so proper not, like Jerry Seinfeld oh. type. So it's not so. Scrappy doing it. No, no, not nothing like Scrappy mm. do. Scrappy do. I'm afraid if I'd have had my way, I would have had to have had the injection.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> once you have a dog actually oh. talking like that yeah making Scooby-Doo we, th- we thought Scooby-Doo was doing really well by going oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we realised now that other dogs if we just compare it with Scrappy-Doo speak completely clearly The Scooby-Doo's got some sort of I issue. problem can
1: I just ask a question yes What Scrappy-Doo yeah. how does he communicate he
0: speaks like this I th- I think it would be very good if we could, well hold on he's got a bit of that oh <laughs> Yeah, how well, come this one how <laughs> come this one goes <laughs> and you're just talking as if it's an open university lecture
1: well that's what they say well, I don't, you I don't, I don't ask me I don't, you
0: know, I don't make the rules yeah no but even so scrappy do if I may call you that <laughs> SD he uh,
3: had a bit of that nah kind of oh, yeah that yeah
0: kind of, that's right yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a bit, I didn't like him but I hated him I agree hated him um, is it all right to hate people on telly that you don't really know? Well, they don't count
1: of... cartoon people. No, I hate cartoon people. Yes, well, you uh, hate cartoons. No, I, I love well, you cartoons. You know, I can't bear it.
0: I love cartoons. I don't I've mind had...
1: them if they stick to their own worlds. It's when they <laughs> try and come into our <laughs> world. Oh uh, yeah,
0: I know what you mean. Like when the penguins come into Mary. I know Stay that's out. your. I know that's <laughs> You've your. You've got your deal. manner.
1: We've got ours.
0: <laughs> okay. So where were you with uh, Jessica Rabbit? I knew
1: you were going to mention that, and I'm going to have to leave the room. Okay. <laughs> It makes me ill.
0: No. Okay. Well, yeah, crossover. That's what you're <laughs> anti. Yeah. They've got I'm that. the same. on the perfect day when you get this opera. Get out. Get to your own place. <laughs> we want. It's a perfect day. We don't want any operatics here. I wouldn't. Would you let? Would you want um, Lou Reed to, to be in an opera? No, it'd be no. a disaster. No. no. Bring Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, yes, I went to see Wish, and it made me think about wishing generally. What's your your wishing device of choice? Ah, the object. Yeah, what do you go, well... (laughs) Um, <laughs> fountain. I'm a wishbone. I'm a. Trad- i am I like to keep
3: it organic. But now, are we? Um, oh. Am I wishing on a well, or am I wishing on the coin of? No, well, what, f- but what, f- what I'm well.
0: asking is, when you wish, I don't. I don't think you're a big wisher. When you? I wish upon a star. Yes. <laughs> when would you choose me? <laughs> um, but I bet you don't wish much. I still, when I remembered what my default wish was for what? about 15 years, every time I got a wish, be
1: it bone,
0: lead, or water lead in some way.
1: Bone <laughs> or nev- water? Some caveman. Shooting
0: stars people use sometimes. Sure. I
1: use a birthday cake. You know, when the knife reaches the base. Oh, oh, do you? you, you? I've never them? heard
3: of that I before. thought it was after you blow out the candles.
1: No, the producer nodded and well, you're meant to scream. Knife Wish. Yes, it's Post... <laughs> knife wish. That's a great that.
3: detective uh,
0: show name. Post <laughs> Candles is... Um, That's... I, I, yeah. I'm just going to tell you, the worst review I ever read of anything in a minute. <gasps> Our yeah. is Post Candles, kni- so you've got smoke in your face and then you do the wish.
1: Well, <laughs> sounds like my childhood. I've <laughs> never
0: heard Knife, knife No, Knife base. makes
1: contact with base and I then, never heard no. that. Wow. Okay. Anyway, anyway
0: my default. I just tell you this is that. What was the point I was going to make? A review was. Oh yeah. A yeah. Rev- Knife-based review. Um, I was outside um, Twelve Angry Men in the West End, and there was a sign hanging up that said, "More topical than a knife blow." <laughs> oh my god theatre cat I thought oh dear theatre cat if things have come to- that, that was the best you could find
3: more this. topical than a knife blow I guess it's topical in the sense that a, a cream is topical yeah but
0: a knife blow not, not wow. anyone being stuck. It's a bit when they eat them with the handle. Also, yeah. I'm not
1: interested in the opinions of cats. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, theatre cats. Anyway,
0: I thought that was pretty bad. Yes, my default wish—I'd say from age seven to age fifteen—was, and I remember the actual wording of it. I hope I wish that I never see, hear, or have anything to do with a ghost. <laughs> 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 (laughs) 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 That was my default (laughs) wish.
3: (laughs) So hang on, you were so afraid of ghosts as a possibility. (laughs) Yes. and You just thought, okay, yeah, here's just, my chance. Well, I'm every
0: to... chance, if it's going to be, oh, <laughs> if it's a supernatural thing, you go to, you know, you go to the their side of things. That's true. To the
3: wishing, you say, like, well, this is all of this of the same.
0: Fine, no, that is be, the um,
1: worst <laughs> waste of a wish in my, I've ever heard. Well, in my it wasn't whole
3: just life. I wish. I must have been a hundred <laughs>
0: wishes You're
1: squandered. You're a wish squanderer. Well, I don't
0: know. I never did yeah, uh, I see here yeah. or have anything <laughs>
3: to do with a ghost. It clearly worked. Yeah, it did. I like that. Yeah. As a kid, you were like, well, I don't want to see one and then you thought wait a minute there's always moaning and clanking yeah, no, no. I don't want to hear <laughs> and one. then I thought or have anything <laughs> to do with you would have made a great lawyer just yeah. and, and, exactly. and thereof no interactions thereof yeah, with the ghost I, did a, I had a wish with terms and conditions
0: <laughs> Yes, so I I was just explaining my ghost wish. In fact, (laughs) um, Ian Brody... Great band name. Ian Brody, speaking of great band name, of the Lightning Seeds, is on later on the show. If you've got any questions for him, do text them in and we'll ask them. But I've been reading his book. Well, we've all been reading his book this week. Uh, His autobiography is out. And... um, I can't remember what it's called it's a complicated title why didn't he call it My Life by Ian Brody <laughs> anyway <laughs> we'll let you know the title before the end but anyway in that there's a whole chapter I've started reading the chapter and it says um, and then I found out my flat was haunted I thought no thanks I skip yeah. that traft. I'm not it's, reading tomorrow's, oh, read it Tomorrow's Here bit. Today
3: yes it's, it's a, a fiddly title that's what it's Tomorrow's called. Here Today but the I was, haunted chapter was no
0: no I'm not reading that I don't want to hear about it I don't want to talk about it when he's on There's a lot about it. Don't you know? I know. Do you remember the last
1: clause? I know. Or have
0: anything to do with...
1: I'm not mentioning that, I was just going to say there's a, there's a lot about Mr. F. Skinner and I'm going to ask yeah. Ian when he comes on I learnt something about you I didn't know there yeah. we go
3: Well, there was also a bit where he said if only I'd had the hindsight to wish to never have anything to do with a ghost <laughs> yeah, or hear that, a ghost you see, or yeah. he he'd won't. have called me earlier <laughs> <laughs> now he's also got a, sec- uh,
0: a chapter on spiders these are the only two chapters I didn't read what's he trying to do, what's, he, what's the right book about ghosts and spikes. It's not
1: a book about ghosts, can we no,
0: say? It's, no, it's no, a popular no. anyway, don't Frank- ask him any questions about that because I won't. I'm just walking out the studio. Okay. Perhaps. You know oh my... I'll save them for after. You know my wish.
1: He's quite... Frank doesn't like um horror things either, do you, Frank? Well, I read someone else's
0: um, autobiography who I was about to interview years ago and that had got a ghost thing in and I, I wish I hadn't read it. Kept me awake for about three nights. Did you read that? It? Was Phil the Power Taylor? Did you?
3: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever engage with ghost stories or spooky things? No, a, I, a... I totally avoid because I know it.
0: Just people start saying to me, "Oh well, we had a thing in our know, and I say, "Just don't tell. I don't want to know just about don't it." Don't say. It. And people are like the ancient mariner; they've got to get out their ghost anecdotes. <laughs> Did you not read the
1: Osborne Book of Ghosts when you were
0: a child? No, I didn't read that. I never. Okay. I turned down. Um, I had an offer from Most Haunted that said, "We'll fly you anywhere in the world with a haunted reputation."
3: What about if you sort of game the system by saying, "Okay, I want to go to, and it's you know, you're visiting a, yeah, rel- you a reliquary can't... or a, an ossuary or somewhere where, the the, trouble... if there is a ghost, it's a sacred ghost, it's a good I one." I could
0: have done that, but I felt no good would come of it. No. The
1: trouble with you stories with it, these Frank, creatures. Well, also, and the trouble with what would worry me more is the lighting. Because they have that terrible dark lighting with the white eyes.
0: Yes. Uh, you don't <laughs>
1: want that. And no one does well out of no,
0: that. No, I don't want any Even of that. Even Cheryl
1: Cole struggled. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, here we are talking about ghosts. Um, w. S. Burroughs, who I'm uh, quite a, uh, a fan of. Yeah. Um, he he had a wishing. His family, the the money. He was a writer. In case you don't know, like '56 is part of the Beat Generation. He wrote Naked Lunch, which many of you. Yeah will have heard of and um his family the reason his family was rich is they made adding machines remember those things were like five million buttons on that you see in american movies and he um was part of a of a project that made a wishing machine and you had to write down your wish on a bit of paper and put it between two metal plates which would that then probably make it come true (laughs) you don't see them do you never see them anywhere well they just have apps now don't they for wishing machines (laughs) do they have wishing apps they must do i'll have a look can i say though i really like where she made me um laugh and cry did it? I don't want to be a plug-in Disney. I think they they, I think they sponsor Manford. They? Can I
1: say, we're Do not I... getting paid by Disney. Yeah. It's Manford. We, we don't have a deal with Disney. Manford's getting
0: money off them and I'm getting nothing for praising their movies. <laughs> what about, is that fair? Mouse money.
2: <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio.
1: <laughs> I've had some communiques from our loyal readers. Fabulous. And this was, uh, we were looking for your most avant-garde dad remarks
0: well yeah we don't. I'm just saying what are your regular dad remarks I just well, don't want jokes I, but the randomness of dad remarks the they're going to be things that are said a few times I well
1: think. the reason that I read that out that was what we posted okay. on the social fair enough we're looking for your most avant-garde dad remarks which inspired the response Nick replied to that and said like Blackpool illuminations in here when a light was left on upstairs mm-hmm. to which rise. Jill with a J has replied all dads say that <laughs> The brief was avant-garde.
0: No. Well, I think avant-garde. I don't want to alienate anyone. I, I, that Jill, was just, I, Mick, we love best. you both. I don't think all dads say that about Blackpool Illuminations, do they?
1: They do, but I still like it. Okay, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have it.
3: Yeah, what? I, uh, I liked Prevy uh, came in with their dad uh, comment. I may be cabbage looking, but I'm not green, boy. Oh yeah, that one. I think that's a regular one. I've never heard that. Uh, yeah.
1: Funnily enough, I haven't either. Oh, I've but heard you that That's one. a regular one. <laughs> Not in my manner. Okay. Also,
3: it would have been a much harder to if 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 you were a South African referencing Blackpool Illuminations. That would be an incredibly that, yeah, I don't old... know how many people would get that. <laughs> if People just say, "Well, what do you mean?" Well, if you reference
0: Blackpool as often as they do on Strictly Come Dancing, where it's spoken of as if it's the city of gold, (laughs) El Dorado. (laughs) Honestly, and then I just want to get to Blackpool. All right. Why? go
3: then. Yeah. (laughs) You're a celebrity. Go up there and do it properly. Donna Tibby says, In the 60s, when the Beatles had uh, sported long hair and thousands copied them, her dad said, "You don't know whether to kick him or kiss him."
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about my dad? Didn't say this. <laughs>
3: what a confused even, dad!
0: That
1: took me a while for that to land. But it's you know what? She's landed, and I like her.
0: It's uh, when um, John Lennon, <coughs> John Lennon died. They had a whole night of Beatles on on both channels. I think. Um, well, the both
1: scousers are, get very
0: sentimental. Both of the main channels. I was very, <laughs> I took a day off um, polytechnic to get drunk when John Lennon. That was when. Uh, uh, lovely. That was when a guy, a very strange uh, bloke, who used to go in there, was older than all the rest of us. No one really knew anything about him, and he said to me, uh, "Why are you drinking in here in the daytime?" And I said. Um, one of my heroes died today so i'm you know getting drunk and he said yeah and do you know he was one of the five best fencers in europe and he was talking about Sir Oswald Mosley, who died. Who he thought, <laughs> so we thought I'd... Des- this is a leader of the British fascists. Who so he thought I'd described as one of my heroes.
1: I, and was, I was happy was... to continue talking <laughs> to yeah, you. exactly.
0: And
3: uh, I'm more than happy, I think.
0: And he, was, saw...
3: he was saying, and unlike a lot of famous Nazis, <laughs> he'd enjoyed fencing. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: anyway, so there was a night of the Beatles on the telly when... when, when when
3: John got shot. and One um, Beatles song, one Mosley speech <laughs> Just alternating between the two.
0: And uh, if, if GB News had been on, <laughs> the Beatles would have been a minor footnote. But anyway... One of those four
3: communists were shot today. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> those but, damn long hairs. Have uh, they got American accents on GB News? Give it
0: time.
1: If they all black
0: suits <laughs> anyway my dad said oh he flicked channels and it was Beatles Beatles he said oh I don't know what all the fuss is about they weren't a patch on the Bachelors and the Bachelors <laughs> oh. was like an Irish show band that used to be in the charts oh. three guys <laughs> Well, God bless them but...
1: Sycamore Flint adding to the musical theme who's one of our regulars yes might be a bit predictable to cite Dad remarks about modern music. No sycamore. No, go welcome for it. Welcome one, welcome all. Um, but during the peak of a clattery eighties pop, my Dad used to say, "Sounds like they're building a shed," or "I see they're still building that shed." there. Oh uh,
0: well, that's, I like I like the second one. Yeah, that's
3: particularly. The, Do, yeah, the idea of an ongoing project. Mm. being related to you through album releases. Well, my
1: dad said to me when I was watching Top of the Pops, he got very upset, and it was a band called Freeze doing A-E-I-O-U, and he objected to this.
0: A-E-I-O-U. Very good. A-E-I-O-U. A-E-I-O-U. You no. are A. No! Abnoxious. No. He
1: said three. He said two thousand years of civilization. What do we get? The freeze. And I got very angry. Oh. I mean, we can all relate to that. All that yeah. I'd say that at some point. But I got very angry because he said the freeze, and they were actually called freeze. Oh, okay. well, that's, a, that's
0: <laughs> I, I think I've done that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was angry because people did the YMCA mime, and it wasn't joined up right. In. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. So, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show at 1215. Follow us on X on Instagram at Frank on the radio. (laughs) Email frank at (laughs) absoluteradio.co.uk. I've had a book sent me. Oh, have you? It's called Five Steps to Achieving High Performance. But the big title is How to Change Your Life. Now, why would you send that to me? Yeah, Who'd want to change my life? I was
3: going to say. It's absolutely. Yeah. I'm
0: totally blessed in all wow.
3: aspects. Yeah.
0: My life can only really change for the worse. So is this some
3: sort of threat? I think it's a book full of unwise tweets. <laughs> oh, I see.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> hoping it just says, Start drinking again, Jay
1: Comfrey <laughs> and Damien Hughes. It doesn't say start drinking Yes, Jay Humphrey's the, the sport presenter. Yeah, I was
0: interviewed by Jay Comfrey at the olympics once on a balcony what? nice yeah. chap.
1: oh romeo and juliet what but
0: happened? um what
1: does it what's his he didn't hey, seem he very like...
0: self-help when i he's sort of a guy who smelt of embrocation well very no sporty. he's <laughs>
1: not i interviewed him yeah sometime. has he got the
0: confidence of the tall man oh he's got
1: the confidence mm. he's got a big uh estate manor oh. He's yeah. got a very lovely... I've been to his it's house. He's got a big estate. I've been to his house. He served an, me tea that in the garden.
3: was camp gesture from you, Frank. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> that was close. I yeah,
3: some might I say. I couldn't possibly
1: come He's got chickens and all sorts for oh. animals. I've been to the house. But oh.
0: I, but he's a sports presenter, so where does the... That's house all right. Help? You're allowed
1: to have a nice house and be a sports no, presenter. No, no, but I
0: know that. Um, Garrett and <laughs> <Linnicker>, for example. <laughs> lovely house. He's got at least nine. <laughs> he has not. But, um... Where does high? Per- what is it? Is he is he now a guru? Has he become some sort of guru? Is he a
3: wise man? <laughs> he sounds
0: like. He, him. No,
1: he does a, a perform a podcast called High Performance, oh. which is interviewing sports stars about their performance. How'd you run in so sport? fast? So oh, he did change his life. Well like, really? Did. Yes. He started podcasting. Yeah. Yes. Life changing. Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah. Will
0: you be will you be reading it? Well no, because I don't want to change my life. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. The cover because... of
3: the book is gold. It as is. Well.
0: Oh, is that a subliminal message in that I'll be I'll be first. I'll be our winner. I know um, I, I know people who would benefit from reading it certainly, but yeah. if you give it as a gift, it's a slight comment on them, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: how to how to improve. When your I brain. go home and give it to my partner, <laughs> maybe you'd like to read this.
3: <laughs>
1: I like most passive aggressive books. You could buy someone exactly yes, yes, yes. anything well,
3: for dummies. Yeah. Well, how to,
1: <laughs> yeah. And how to win friends and influence people always goes down well. I find. Yeah. Mm, mm.
0: I never. I You can guess I haven't read that. No. Otherwise I'd have friends. No. Um, Listen, I went, uh, I saw a bit out and about this week. I went to see the latest manifestation of the old Vic's Christmas spectacular, Uh A Christmas Carol. I smell Ah. your brother-in-law. Yes, Christmas Carol, as you know, used to be my stage name. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> In my drag days. Yes and you had that uh, baubles based finishing act. exactly. oh my goodness. <laughs> yes indeed. <laughs>
1: and um, there should a Christmas carol is great Frank that should be your alter ego I'd
0: recommend it it's at the Alvik and it's a sort of spec. it's one of these when you walk in they throw you a tangerine there's people on stage in Victorian dress and they throw you Uh a tangerine do you still call them tangerines that's what we called them as a child I don't know but it's so middle class Satsumas has took over here's a
1: Christmas gift for you a lovely nonsense I've got you a lovely tangerine (laughs) you're having a wonderful Christmas
0: yeah (laughs) when we had a Christmas (laughs) stocking which literally is. In my mum's stockings, but pe- women just wore stockings yeah. in those okay. days, it wasn't a stage thing. And in the toe of it would be a tangerine. Yeah, mm. oh. or was it a satsuma? I don't know. The, or even for, as we've got busier over the years, it's now called an easy peeler. If you don't have time, <laughs> I
3: don't have time for fruit. I, <laughs> oh, this one's all right. Just falls out <laughs> like it's S- in a box. Slang for a particularly relaxed Victorian policeman. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Nowadays they were that they up they a bit. W- yes, you have. They don't want an orange. <laughs> they want a prime, don't they?
3: That's one.
0: Yeah. I, I think even Prime is, uh, has had its day. Has it? What That's do they want
1: one. now, Frank? Well,
0: I know what I want. <laughs> Takis. <laughs> and they're on the way as we speak. <laughs> Sorry, this is the very hot and um, so my colleagues tell me unpleasant snack, which I favour on Saturday mornings. Frank Skinner.
1: Okay, so um, Christmas Carol.
0: Bambi's in no Wish, by the way. Grown, no. up, grown up now. Adult Adul- Bambi. Adult Bambi. Oh, no. Adult Bambi. Hold on, see if I can find it. This, it could, <laughs> oh. work. We, this could work. Just keep talking amongst hey, you. Here we go. <laughs> adult Bambi. Oh, no, that's the
3: wrong one. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I need it without... without. Okay. Keep him talking. Okay. I don't think I'd like to see Adult Bambi.
1: It's a bit dark for breakfast.
3: I wouldn't like to see Adult Cupid. No. Unsettling. Who else would you least
0: like to well, see adult in adult versions. form? Mm-hmm. Adult Pan is quite complicated, adult Peter Pan, because that's never going to happen, is it?
3: Yeah, it would mean that he'd left. He'd gone, no, I'm done with all that. Yeah. I'm done with never. never but it never says left. he
1: never grows up. Can we just get something straight here?
3: J- no, he J- throws J-M. up, he
1: says. "She <laughs> <laughs> misheard that. J.M., does it? Does it mean? Does he just never age? Is it a Benjamin Button thing? Is yes. He just, is it emotional immaturity we're talking no, about? No, it's, ma-
0: it's a magical gift of eternal childishness. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's the excuse men always give. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it, though? <laughs> anyway, we're
0: over at the Christmas Carol. Yeah, so, it, so this year, it's Christopher Eccleston, a Scrooge. Oh, I love ah. him. And I tell you how he does it, which I never thought of with Scrooge, but let me tell you a lovely story of working-class life. When I was a child, we used to have a money lender come to our house called Mr. Butler, who was a terrifying figure, and whatever didn't get paid, and usually something didn't get paid in our house, um, you know that um, my uh, the bloke said to the door once. Once was at the door, and uh, my brother was sent to the door to say, "Mom's not in." And he said, "Well, next time she goes out, tell her to take her feet with her, because he could see them from under." <laughs> the but anyway. Mr. Butler was always paid because, and I never really gave any thought to it, but I realised now as money lenders, they, you know, they're scary people. And of course, that's what Scrooge does. So. Eccleston plays him as quite a menacing ah, figure no. and then the transformation to when he's you know a boy get a
1: large goose
0: which doesn't actually happen in this play but he's, he's that was he's just become,
1: talking to one of the team members, by the way
3: yeah, yeah he becomes a joyous uh, thing so it works uh, does, does it he, works great does he have his natural accent um
0: Eccleston. No, yeah. he does it a bit a bit posher, as uh. as a northerner would if he became a moneylender in Victorian London to give himself a bit does of he a wear status. The yes, I but like genial moneylenders, if you think, I don't think they ever existed.
1: No, you're right. He was seen as a, He's always been portrayed increasingly so as a slight sort of Mister Magoo figure, almost like a sort of slightly. Uh, Incapable and bad. Well, the thing and, is, yeah. with Scroo- sinister. the
0: thing is, one thing Scrooge didn't do—he never used my wish template
1: <laughs> because well, well,
3: he very much did. It would only see here and have <laughs> something to do with it. It would only have taken three birthdays <laughs> and yeah. he would have been in there clear. <laughs> yeah, or well, four, four because Marley as well. Oh, of course that's true. Yeah, oh, you yeah. don't want yeah. Marley slipping through the net. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm technically an apparition. It's not the same. Um, but so it was. It was
0: great. I'd really recommend it, not because it was written by my brother-in-law or that the, no. the script if you buy it is dedicated to me you oh. know this
1: oh here we go yeah. now in we're a, getting in a good to way. the part of the matter <laughs> well
0: I I, I, th- I always think he thinks oh but, but from poor background made a load of money became a misanthropic, spiteful <laughs> oh, lonely yeah. difficult Kate's figure ghosts <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> who
0: shall I dedicate <laughs> this to <laughs> so um, yes it was it was just waiting for it <laughs> Oh, by the way, we just had a slight um, panic attack because we had to have the telly on in case the Queen dies again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And um, it just said, coming up um, in the studio, um, Ian Brodie, <laughs> and-, and Ian Brody's on our show today, as you know. Yeah. If you've got a question for Ian, send it in at 8.12.15. But, um, or th- on email.
1: I thought Ian had double booked us.
0: That's what I thought. I yeah. thought he'd maybe he'd forgot.
1: No, I didn't think that. I thought what they were trusting—they were trying to squeeze a cheeky one in—and I thought, oh my god, it's go- it's it's well, all going to be deserved. But you know what? Didn't
0: Lempert Opic uh, squeeze a cheeky one in?
1: Fine, come on.
0: <laughs> anyway, listen, Please. I um Lambert Opic, Lembit Opic. Oh no, I haven't got the right jingle. I've just oh, got the Frank? one with the singing on.
3: The very existence of Lembert Opec is like the memory equivalent of in a film where they get a big grimoire book down from a shelf and go... <gasps> whoosh, <laughs> dust comes off. Do
1: oh, you yes! Like, Frank, do you like Lembert Opec? Where is he now? Do you like Lembert Opec? Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Frank, right, can I ask one more question? He's all
0: right. I don't, I don't know Opic.
1: Can I ask one more que- Don't talk about like, Opic like he's Homer. Can, yeah. Can I ask another question? I was Earlier I was singing the song D-I-S-C-O, the 70s classic.
0: I thought you were singing A-E-I-O-U.
1: No, I was. And then I, you started singing D-I-S-C-O. I know. I realised. I
0: thought it was um, D-I-S-C-O. D-I-S-C-O. I thought it was that. Yeah,
1: and... I want to... I just got the impression you had no idea what those letters... What he sung after those letters. Um... OK, I, I, do you know?
0: I think I... OK. I was...
1: She is de...
0: Denigrated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> delightful. Always de-
0: delightful. De- delightful. She is a... Ooh. Illiterate. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so
1: can't speak and <laughs> so, Frank Skinner's version of disco, everyone. Someone making a note of these. Denigrated and illiterate. illiterate okay. Yeah. No, the answer is irresistible. Ah. She is S. Es-
3: Surreptitious. <laughs>
1: Super sexy. She is C. Covert.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a pattern emerging.
1: I know the last one. Such a cutie she is. Oh, Oh. (laughs) beast. You know. Or if he, <laughs> was on the first on the first yes, draft this woman you're talking about. She's illiterate first, and obese and covert. In the first draft <laughs> the
0: first draft they gave the game away. They yeah, said she's yeah. <laughs> no, I can't do it.
1: <laughs> Stop it. Oh man. Oh Frank Skinner's ideal woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Well, mate, if you love someone so much you could talk about them like that and not feel that you were insulted. Them, I suppose that is the yeah, thing. Yeah, good luck yeah. with that. If you could be honest and open about it. Well, <laughs> she's not there. I'm presuming she's not there when he's telling the story. You wouldn't yeah. say if she was sitting there, she's D delicious and all that. No. I'm here, you would no. say.
3: Yeah. Who's, who's she, the cat's mother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Good point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ruth Jordan has uh, been in touch. At last. Have mm. you seen this, Pierre?
3: Yeah, about the golf?
1: No. Oh. She has further correspondence. She says, could Emily and Frank please do D-I-V-O-R-C-E next, please? Yeah, maybe you will next week. She means in reference to D-I-S-C-O. Mm. Well, apparently, it's a very moving and
0: sad song, D-I-V-O-R-C, about a couple
1: breaking oh, I, up and yeah.
0: divorcing and they don't want to say the word divorce in front of their small child because they think it will break his heart so they spell it out D-I-V-O-R-C-E and I wonder I um, I haven't tried this yet but I, do you think this would work as a stand-up routine the idea that when she slightly undermined it in the first draft is when she first used to do it she used to do it with the YMCA mime <laughs> letters above her head you <laughs> think that would work I think
3: so. You had something uh, we'll about incentivising uh, yourself to keep your kid illiterate, <sighs> as well. Well, that's what happened with the mother of the disco. Yes, like.
0: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um,
1: she's got. A, she's got other things to worry about. Other problems. the mother of the disco lady. Here's a
0: question for you.
1: Go
0: on. Um, actually, I, can I, did I tell you I went to the after show of um, Christmas Carol? huh ah. I stayed nearly three oh, weeks. Big balls of humbugs. No, it was, was very oh, loud. Oh, I saw
1: a Christmas future over there. it to?
0: It was very loud, though. It was, it was, it was week, so though. loud, I had to shout. What, RSC actors? I had to shout, shall we go? It's just too loud for me. Everyone was having a great time. There was free food, free drink. Also,
1: actors at Christmas. I was
0: happy. I'd like to have met Eccleston again.
1: I love Eccleston. If you, because ha- it's
0: happened for the last seven years, um, Christmas Carrot at the Vic, it's, it's become uh, uh, a hardy annual. Mm. Mm. Um, who would your vote be for Scrooge?
1: I'm still thinking of the idea of having a Thomas Hardy annual. Oh, there must be some Oh to yeah, that. serious
3: market for that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah,
1: WH Smith. Uh, go on. So who would your Scrooge be? If you had the
0: full full choice, I think so Albert far Finney. I've seen Reese Ifans. Mm-hmm. I saw no. He was brilliant. It, trust me, he was brilliant.
1: I didn't say anything.
0: Okay, who would your choice be? I'm not going to go through them if you're going to if you're going to judge. Go. I find you a bit judgy <laughs> on the Scrooges.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a niche area to be yeah, judgmental in.
0: David Thewlis. Well, that's because I said Reese Ifans and everyone gets them mixed
3: up, isn't he? Yeah, but also I love David Thewlis. So uh-huh. I find him quite see, frightening. Okay. I like
1: an old-school Scrooge. I don't even... You see, I'm thinking... How oh, old is Scrooge, though? Do 8, we 12, know that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Albert <Ad> Finney...
0: <laughs> Dead, though.
1: Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean no, I can't. Henry VIII you can't. is dead, doesn't it? You don't want another
0: him. ghost in it. <laughs> um, or I'm not going.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't realise they had to be alive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm
0: on about if, we, if, if It'll be on next year almost certainly.
1: You oh, know. I see. Contemporary Scrooges. Mm, oh, my oh, dear. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different thing. I Well, you know who I'd put in anything. Go on. Well, your brother in law works with him a lot. Um, oh, yes. You know, my obsession. Yes, Stephen Graham.
0: Yes, yes. oh, Scrooge,
1: Scouse- oh,
3: yeah, Scouse- <laughs> Scrooge.
1: Oh, yes, Scrooge. More gravy job.
3: than the grave about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. that's good.
1: Hey, boy, what day is it today? <laughs> I'd, I'd love think. to hear
3: a Scouse person say Mr. Fezziwig. <laughs> Excuse could me,
1: we've got Ian Brody coming on. We yes, we can ask. You oh, yeah, true. Could you, uh,
3: could you have a female screw did
0: that? Be? You know, there's a thing now of changing. Like I saw Glenda Jackson as King Lear, for example. Oh, Gender swap.
3: Yeah, yeah that's a Lin- big thing. Linda Lusardi?
1: She's not Scrooge. She's, you know,
0: she was in um, Real Full Monty on
3: Ice. I can. (laughs) She was. She actually was. (laughs) (laughs) We wear the chains we forge in life, Frank. I'll tell you
1: what, I can see her in a top hat. Well. You know? I
0: have seen her in a top hat, I think. And Little else Fine. (laughs) No, Little else is a character in uh, Christmas Carol. Put the music on. Frank Skinner. So my last show of the week is I saw The Witches. Oh yeah. at um, the National Theatre. And I did a is this very... based on
1: The Roald Dahl.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, it is The Roald oh, Dahl basically. They've modernized it a yeah. bit. There's like phones in it and stuff. But it um, it was uh, it was excellent actually. Mm. The kids in it are so good. Um, well obviously it was the opening night when they put the best kids in. Yeah. Mm. but um, Save the weaker children for the matinee. <laughs> exactly. Well, I didn't know
1: they were doing that to me. Now I, I look back on my history. I'm, sure they're,
0: I'm sure they're all very good, but they, uh, there is a theatrical tradition unspoken that you put the best kids in the
1: In the evenings. Yeah. Um, I'll have to go and sit. Can I just say, hello, children, Christmas future here. But here's <laughs> the hope, thing. I hope your lives work out well.
3: <laughs> you need a big <laughs> cowl <laughs> and you can point at
0: me were um it's a bit witchist what do you mean well the witches are pretty bad yeah Mm. they're not the sort of witches that would offer you a room on the broom they're um the witches that turn children into mice Mm -hmm. and then kill them are they bald they are bald Mm. Mm. but that's all right Anyway, um, it's, dif- it's difficult to do.
1: Do you know what? They need to get on the HRT, those witches. So, um, witches on HRT,
0: I'd watch that. <laughs> so me... A, a you are watching show. that. Show. You went, are
1: watching that now.
0: I work with my child, <laughs> Boz, who also loved it, I must say. And, um, but the kids in it. What? Amazing. So anyway, we, um, the adults are pretty good as well, don't get me wrong. Sally Ann Triplett was a witch finder. That'll do me.
1: Now, we saw Sally-Ann Tripler in Oklahoma.
0: Oh. Was she? Oh, all so brilliant. Yeah. What a gal she is. Anyway, <laughs> me and Boz play this game where um, what we do is, if there's two seats empty just before the show, we have to predict the people who will sit in them, what they'll look like. Oh. This time I went bloke with woman much too good looking to go out with him. That was my prediction, which didn't work out. It turned out to be two good-looking people of similar age. Mm -hmm. But I asked the couple who sat next to me to have a guess. And then the guy said to me, can I just say I'm a big fan of yours, and said a really nice thing about liking my work, and I liked that. And he said, are you enjoying the show? And I said, yeah, the guy, this was at the interval, I said, the guy playing the hotel manager is brilliant. And he said, you must know him. You must have come across Daniel Rigby. And Daniel Rigby is quite... A star, yeah. And I, he looked really disappointed. Like I, I used to really oh, like no. you, and you don't even know Daniel Rigby. <laughs> oh, you no. old fool! You're just an old fool. Oh, no. And I said, I can't believe I said this. I said, yeah, I just didn't recognise it was Daniel Rigby. I actually know him a bit. I don't know no. him. I don't know Daniel Rigby. You're I met not. him, I met you him told once. told a show showbiz lie. But I, I met him once and I was using that to help. But as if that made it better. That makes well. it
3: worse. What you know him,
0: and well, you still didn't
3: recognise him. You're going to be visited by a very networky ghost oh, this evening. No,
0: Frank. No, no, <laughs> don't I'll be there at 7. Even <laughs> that,
3: even that <laughs> as a joke, I don't like.
1: Do you know what?
3: Yeah, I'd like to be a networky ghost. That's going to that's gonna um, occur to me tonight, those goes to name drops, exactly. as I was saying to <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen the other
1: day. Can you just tell me Just white then. Can <laughs> Can't you
3: wait? Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner
0: on Absolute Radio. This is still Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Navelli. And Ian Brodie has joined us. In the studio, you can text this show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Ian, hiya. I have in my hands tomorrow's here today. The book. A title I have got it here because I just cannot remember that title. I can't commit. It's so complicated. I mean, if there's one thing I don't like. Dabbled with it, it's tense. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
0: is the grammar wrong on that maybe well, well I just uh, you know anyway that's what it's called and uh, it's very very I was tempted to having read it to uh, introduce you as the hordes of Broad <laughs> yes. today which yeah. is um, well, there is quite a lot of um, well, there's a fair amount of the fall in it I think sure. most most um, readers of this show would know is my favourite
2: band and you're delightfully quite nice about Marquis Smith he was very nice to me actually funny enough you know I mean you do hear all these stories. You like talking about a
1: criminal. People, no, well, he was a very nice. you always get horror Apart from the
2: murders. He was a lovely yeah. guy. <laughs> because he was because
3: he was so mad. I mean, when I got to the part in the book where you were saying, "Oh, we are to like, master an album by the fall," I thought, "Oh God, here we go." It was like hearing. And then the Cray twins asked me to sort <laughs> it, to hold this bag in the airport. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought this could only end badly. But it went <laughs> sounded like it was it went pretty well after
2: a knife had been Yeah, pulled. well I I can't take credit for that, but <laughs> the guy who was mastering it was you know, he 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 kinda took control of the situation yeah. in a very masterful way, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I was happy. To... Just in case you're wondering what the book is like, I'll
0: give you an example. Ian's walking down the street, a van pulls up with Echo and the Bonnie Men in and say, they say, can we give you a lift to Penny Lane? I mean, that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what the book is like. It
1: was. You should have called it Peaks Cow. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: one thing I'd like to ask you is I think it's the favourite, my favourite ever dinner date story and it involved a, a, a record company executive who said i'd
2: like to take you to dinner can you can you share yeah well um you know obviously i was you un- i you know i didn't i hadn't played live and i was quite naive at that side of, of the music business and had signed to an american company and the uh, susan who'd signed me was lovely and paul who was her boss was coming over to this country and uh I'd never met him before, but I I knew that he was the bass player in the Zombies and I I loved Odyssey and Oracle. And uh, so I was very excited to meet him. And he said, you know, I'd love to take you to dinner. I'm in London on this date, you know, you and your publisher. So myself uh, and my publisher and we kind of, I got a train to London, you know, went into this restaurant. We sat down quite, you know, wanted to quiz him about the Zombies, amongst other things, and see, you know, talk about the record coming out in America. And we're sitting there for ages and nothing really happened. And then the waiter eventually, you know, came over and said, you know, would you like to order? And we said, well, you know, we're waiting for someone. And he said, oh, is it Mr Atkinson? And we said, yeah. And he said, oh, he's having dinner at a different table over there. <laughs> but he said to say hi and he'd like to buy you lunch. <laughs> So that was my first encounter with the American. So we paid. Record. Well, we left. To be honest, oh, you, know. you didn't have the meal. No, we well, were like, what? You know, does he think like
0: what? It, you know, it, man, I would have, I would have started off with the caviar. Really,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: made him regret the Bring offer. Bring me the menu. Yeah. Why yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. did he not want to sit with you?
2: Yeah, I really, honestly, have. It was such a sort of. I, I just can't imagine what, what he thought, why, why he thought we would like to just be in his vicinity. I've I mean, never heard of a power play like that. No. I've, I've
3: heard of being late. <laughs> no. I've heard of, you know, offering, to insisting on paying and forcing someone to... To to sort of go somewhere that you like and they don't like, but not even being there. Well being but being there, uh, it's worse than
0: not he, was, not yeah, actually, if he yeah. hadn't
3: been there, but
0: he was there. <laughs> observe, uh, observe. We me. just weren't
2: you know, he at might, his table. <laughs> look
0: if you'd have had the meal, he might have come over and had yeah. a quick chat. <laughs> <laughs> Done a bit of close-up magic. Oh, it's great. Sometimes being treated like dirt can have a good comic side effect on it, I think. Frank Skinner on Absolute
2: Radio.
0: Ian Brody is with us in the studio. Um, I'm, I'm putting off talking about three lines. I'm going to go <laughs> straight into it. Don't worry, we're going to go. We talk about other things. It's a fabulous book of, if you're into music as well, because there's so many people that just turn up in it. But also, you talk about music in a way that um, I like it when people talk hardcore about music. Like, it's the thing you talk about finishing songs. I know you can kill a song by finishing it
2: which is I think is an unusual idea can you what what do you mean by that I I think uh, for me like I you know I have a, I have a very dysfunctional way of writing and stuff where I you know I talk a lot into the memos and I and i Explain what I think. It would be great if it sounded like. and Then I try and make it sound like that. And I, it, it's quite. So you have memos to yourself. I have memos to myself, and and I kind of record a little tune. But then after the tune, because I've found that in the past, you come back to it and you can't put any context to it. Um, so I I then chat about what my hopes and dreams are for that tune and how I think it could be in a perfect situation. Uh, I think you should release those. <laughs> yeah, I'd like <laughs> to hear them. Believe it sounds better talking about it than, yeah, they, okay. than they sound. Sounds okay. quite
1: Marky Smith. And,
2: and, and I kind of, um, but I record them very roughly. I don't even bother getting in. I just and I feel like when I come back to them, which is often, you know, maybe a year later, if they can withstand that kind of harsh treatment, then probably they'll be the good ones oh. and the ones I can, the ones I can then relate to after all that time are probably the, the, you know, the ones that I should work on, kind of thing. And some of them just sound, you know, like I'm an idiot, and some sound like, oh, no, you're onto something there, you know. So then you start working on them, and, you know, they gradually, you know, you know they gradually take shape and form. But you have all these hopes for, that you're writing, you know, you hope to, to be writing this, you know... Classic. I, yeah, it's classic, but many classics at the same time. You know, one minute you think this could be like, you know, the best Motown song, or this could be ACDC, or this might be really? Windows of Your Mind, because they've all got this within them, you know? Yeah. And gradually as they crystallise into the one thing that they are, at the same moment they become something which is brilliant, they stop being all these other things. All the potential goes. And that's the disappointment, you know, because all these other things you were hoping for, you know, you're very deflated about, and and... And then after a while, you, you realise it is something and, and you grow to love it. You see, I think for stand-ups, often when they
0: record, um, if, if, they, if, if there's a Netflix special, I'm speaking as an outsider now, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> they record it at the end of the tour. That's the place to do it. You know, I'll finish with that. But they should do it about halfway through because there's that point where the material really starts to work and you're thinking, oh, and you can't wait to get out there. And Mark E. Smith, who we mentioned earlier, said this thing that he likes to record a song while it's still growing. Just catch it, not on the upward curve, but not on the top. He doesn't want it to be complete. Like, I'm, some of my favorite. I used to love all these Turner paintings, and when I looked at them about... Of the ones I like most from my fan, that
2: were unfinished. Yeah, and I think sometimes you can overfinish, polish The power of the unfinished song. If you you say about you know John Lennon, well, which they've done recently, here's yeah. a song that wasn't finished. You desperately want to hear it. it might be the best mm. thing he ever did. And there is a power in every unfinished artistic work because. Shall we end the- this show now? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Obviously, Frank is in the book, but he's not the only comedian in the book, and I'm always looking for stand-ups to be represented more in, uh, right. in the stories of other more popular and respected genres of entertainment, <laughs> like music. <laughs> yeah. Ken Dodd pops up. Oh, Ken, yeah. Sir Ken. Um, well, Sir yeah. Ken.
1: Doing exactly what you'd want.
3: Yes, handing out wadges of cash. <laughs> oh, hold on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's don't almost kill like the punch, a isn't <laughs> yeah. um, Well, you know, Ken... He actually had a beautiful voice, didn't he? Yeah, he, but he yeah. had hits. Yeah, yeah. Tears for souvenirs. Tears for souvenirs. So he was often, there was a little recording studio in the middle of Kirby, and it was, the guy who had it, his dad was something to do with Amazon gas, and so it was on a, a sort of industrial estate in the middle of nowhere, and it was like a hut, and the studio was called Amazon. Mm. And uh, But it was the only studio in the northwest, I think, at that, or there was about a couple, maybe one in Manchester, strawberry tendencies he had so a lot of the bands and a lot of people who wanted to record would always be in a in a middle of nowhere in a kind of mot testing center in a hut in kirby (laughs) in liverpool you know the most unlikely people it's a bit avram grant (laughs) (laughs) when he went astray for his wife anyway carry on uh and you know so ken dodd you know was you know was often in there making recordings and he used to like to pay everyone in cash in a kind of personally in cash so he would have you know a load of cash on him and at the end of the session I happened to be standing in the reception area uh, (laughs) where a few people who had worked on the track he was recording was so I'd never met him before and I saw Ken Dodd coming towards me and he just gave me 200 quid (laughs) (laughs) I thought he's a nice guy that Ken Dodd
1: (laughs) I, I, I'm just standing.
2: I did. I said, "Oh, I, I didn't know. I'm, I'm in the other room." I I te- were you not tempted for a second <laughs> to just take it? <laughs> take it. I just—it's Ken Dodd we're talking about. You know, not for a moment. Not the, not the first or last time. <laughs> All that Amazon... toiling in <laughs> the uh, jam butty man. Oh, yeah. Having a day off. Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> ment- it gets mentioned in the book. Yeah. I had a question yeah. to ask. Well, both of you, and we have a reader question as well. Frank, when you got that copy of the book, did you do what I'm calling a David Baddiel? I didn't, actually. (laughs) Do you want to explain what that is? I knew I
0: I had to read it anyway for this (laughs) interview. But when I gave uh, David Baddiel a book on the history of alternative music... (laughs) I wrote hello next to his name in the index.
2: Because
0: <laughs> I knew he would go there first of all. And he phoned me up and said something like, well, it was swearing. In it for but I discovered
1: from reading your book things I didn't know about my beloved friend Frank Skinner, mm. like his inspirational Henry V, I'm going... Speech to the England team to persuade them they needed persuading to um, for you to release three lines. Is that that's well fantastic. to be
2: in the video? That was yeah the problem. to be in the video. Yeah, and I think there was an awkward silence. I suppose if you're getting ready in training to do a competition and someone plays you a song that is that says we're that always says we're always crap and you know <laughs> we know we're going to lose but we don't care. You know it's not you know. It was definitely, there was a tension, a crackling tension in the oh, room. Let me just oh. leave this as a cliffhanger oh. because the fares is out,
0: which has worried and He thought it was madness <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> no one said that
1: before.
2: Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.
1: Set the scene. You left us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, So
0: there we are. We've gone. We've gone to play Three Lions, the original thing, to the England football team. So like Gazza and Alan Shearer and stuff. Are all, they're all sitting there in their gear. And then when it ends, there's a bit of a. Uh,
1: <gasps>
2: yeah. And then I think this is uh, Ian. What happens next? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was very. In- it was very intimidating. These are all you know massive footballers at the time and we were you know suddenly in a room with them and i don't think i'd ever pictured playing the song no. them, even <laughs> arriving or i'd never really given it thought that we were actually going to sit there but as soon as it went ding ding and it went you know we know we're rubbish basically yeah. and you know, i thought oh, this is this is weird you know and at the end of it it, it just felt a little like you know they did, it felt more like they it they, they didn't get it. They were just oh. nonplussed, you know, it was just mysterious and Frank saved the day really. and uh, he kind of you got up actually, and you said, you know, the I, this pay, and you explained the film, we do love you and we're not saying <laughs> you know we're, and and just the truth really. And then that sort of took around. I think that's when he said, it's a real a key tapper. It's, it's a key tapper. I mean, Terry, Terry Venables
0: sisters. had tapped his car keys throughout the thing. Who, so that's how it Can I
1: ask a question? Can I, can I, I be absolutely honest? Opposed?
0: I <laughs> don't. I don't remember that speech. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny that, isn't it? I don't like, remember it. I think you. Were I fa- it. I'm sure David Badil told me it was him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who out well, when of all I'm doing the... his show, it'll be him. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who out of all of the England footballers do you think started to come round and help turn the room after Frank's speech? Gaza, yeah, yeah. Gaza was our great yeah. champion.
2: Yeah. He went and got his ghetto blaster, didn't he? You know? Would, also, yeah, when when they played in ninety
0: six, they had to play on the coach on the way to Wembley at Gaza's insistence. And one one night they forgot it and Gaza wouldn't get off the coach, so they had to go and get it. And yeah. Play that's it
1: right. <laughs> oh. That makes me. Almost lovely. as if he
0: was a man associated with eccentric behavior. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. We have a
1: question for Ian I'd like to share from German Fleet. Okay. Um Who's the better singer? Do you want to give this some thought? Because I think you can guess where we're going. Frank or David Baddiel? I think we know the answer, says German Fleet, but the praise will have to be redacted. But better,
0: better is a complicated word, isn't
2: it? Well, I was going to say... Beautifully handled. I think that, uh, and I think I might say in the book, I'm not sure if I say exactly this, but if you were casting a TV show and someone was perfect for that part and someone was perfect for that part... That's how I view those verses, and I feel like they're both perfect for the part. I think Dave's voice is
0: the voice of Three Lions, I must admit. I said that when we did, the yeah, la- did yeah. it the last the last, version. Can
1: I say you two are such lovely friends? No, I don't really
0: mean <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, my great, one of my great moments of the whole Three Lines experience was when the producer or whoever it was in the studio said to me, I sounded a bit like Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits. <laughs> <laughs> and I was happy with that. It's little things, isn't it? <laughs> I'm now going to do a medley of Peter Noon. It's beginning with I am Henry VIII. I am. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute
2: Radio.
0: Now, Ian, as well as the book, which is called Tomorrow's Here Today" and is available
2: now, there's also a tour and an album. Yeah, well, it's 35 years since Pure, which is, you know, shocking in one way and kind of cool in another. And uh, so we're going to try and make next year a celebration. We're going to do Pure for Records Store Day and some vinyl that's never been... albums that didn't ever come out on vinyl, a compilation at the end of the year, three new songs... A tour that'll hopefully be 17 parties leading up to not this Christmas but the following Christmas so big year really it's the year of the the
3: hordes of brood it's the hordes of brood <laughs> come true <laughs> do, you, do you still have any other drawings that Marky Smith
1: did no, of the horde
3: with
0: their bones and arrows do you want arrows? to
1: explain what that is in case sorry, people don't no, Sorry,
0: this is what Ian uh, this is what Marky e. Smith told me, and he should call himself.
2: The Absolutely, Hordes. he wanted me to call the band not Lightning Seeds, the Hordes of Brood. And I wish it because <laughs> the letters—I I thought I had them, but I, I couldn't find. Because I even at the time thought oh, I've got to keep these, but they had like, like little bows and arrows and almost chain mail on. You know? Yeah, they, they were kind of. It was very militaristic drawings.
0: <laughs> no, it's a, it's a strange and uh, in some ways it's a, a dark a dark story, but we can make this light. You were almost in Paddington the movie. That was. Uh, <laughs> I love that, and I don't know why they didn't
2: take advantage of that. Yeah, it was just um, it was a very surreal day. You know, it was a very surreal day. I was. Um, You know a bit of a bit of a low ebb and um i was at a period when i I was kind of getting up late in the day a little bit groggy and i wandered down portobello road winter's day you know three or four o'clock dark misty kind of day and i was feeling a bit down and i sort of wasn't looking where i was going and then i noticed these stalls and i just thought so lovely london and it's so you know it's almost like i'm so lucky to be here it's like everything looks and i looked at the storms like in a beautiful golden glow and there were these amazing things on the table and it just i just felt much better you know and i thought you know it's it's beautiful around here you know and then this voice suddenly shouted who the hell is that on the set get him off <laughs> and i suddenly realized that they'd had, it was all lit with these amazing lights <laughs> into this beautiful film <laughs> set <laughs> <laughs> and i was in you know trespassing basically i was shunted away very quickly and it was paddington And isn't they it? were filming paddington
0: yeah of Course, he wouldn't have been there. I
1: was going to say, it wasn't Paddington that told you to leave. <laughs> no, no, no. In, re- in real life, <laughs> he was, he'd have a... been far politer, <laughs> He was in the trailer.
0: No, he was with the Queen.
3: In real life, he's a vicious. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> life, he's a vicious uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grizzly
2: kind of a yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> 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 Although he's no longer with us, is he? I, I don't quite understand. Who, Paddington? Well, it's confusing, oh, well, isn't it?
0: Hold it. Can <laughs> we, we are not announcing Children oh, uh, yeah, that yeah. Paddington has <laughs> died. You no, mean those drawings people are seeing? The that he's now with
1: the Queen. So I don't quite understand but that's for another podcast.
3: Um, something about the book that... I, I went audiobook also available, Oh, read you read yourself, it. Oh, I do. Yeah, very it's commendable, it's
2: hard doing the audiobook I've got to say, I How wasn't much expecting hot, it to be hot as, tea as and difficult. lemon Yeah, well.
0: I love doing it I must say, because do like yeah. I've done all mine and I've done all of Aussie Osbourne's oh, well. <laughs> 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 I really enjoy doing it, if there's anyone out there I'm, yeah. I'm up for it, who's going to use this voice in any, I can't, I can't have me reading Dickens <laughs>
3: (laughs) carry on Um, something about the book that I enjoyed was that sometimes if you read an autobiography of someone who was only ever I mean I say only only ever the lead singer of a band you've heard of you go yeah well I know you were in the band you formed the band the band got famous then you wrote this book it's all in a straight line whereas you've done all of all of it it was a production and lead singer and
2: guitar either I mean initially it was meant to be a book of anecdotes yeah. you know uh, and, it, and it and it is you know and the personal stuff sort of somehow got in there in a way you know
0: yeah but they make it it's very you know because you really open up I don't think of you as a massively opening up kind of a guy <laughs> no, there was stuff about you I had no idea about right yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, I came away thinking you and Frank are very similar characters... OK? Yeah.
0: No. Well, I'll tell you with what respect. No, but with Ian, pleased start, with that. No, I yeah. wouldn't be pleased, and, except I can't honestly say I'm humble.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of you is a more retiring craftsman. I honestly, imagine if you'd have
0: had a band, though, you would be Mick and I could be Keith. Well, you do say yeah. that in your book, that yeah. I, never found, I, I never
1: found my Jagger. Yeah. What I'm saying is he's been here all along.
0: Yes. Right under
1: your nose.
3: Oh. I've written a few songs in my time. You have? It's time for the ukulele fall covers band. Yeah, that's. It, it, <laughs> what could
0: possibly go wrong? You could have
2: rotated members and yeah, in yeah. honour of. Oh, I know. love that's rotating it, yeah. members.
0: <laughs> oh, what a party that was. We've got guests here. Oh, sorry. Ian, it's always an absolute joy. Lovely to, to see be. you. Thank you very much. So, Ian's book, Tomorrow's Here Today, is out now and coming soon the album the uh, greatest hits album called
2: Tomorrow's Here Today and
0: enough. also the tour next year um, uh, um, the lightning Seeds and Ian Brody. not in that order obviously <laughs> although he probably likes sex he's so humble <laughs> <laughs> for me they'd just be called Frank Skinner
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week now get out.
2: Listen.